is it cringy to talk about it? Oh, the fairy tale that's love uh, and understanding the science behind that. Is there really even science behind love? I don't know. But I think it's super interesting because everyone or a lot of people have this like fantasy, right? Everyone, uh, well, not everyone, uh, but a good sum of people um, always love the idea of being swept off their feet or just having that, you know, uh, kind of like support system, right? But I think after all everything you've seen growing up with the Disney movies, with all the love movies, comedy, uh, what do you call that? Uh, comedy love movies? I forgot what they're called. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it, it's super interesting. And if anyone watched the latest season of uh, Love, love is Blind, at one point when uh, one of the couples meet the parents, uh, she mentioned love is not enough. You know, love is not enough. You're in love, great, it's not enough. Like, it's more to a relationship than being in love. And that's, a lot of people may, will, will maybe, uh, like, maybe some people will argue against that, right? Because in so many movies, in so many, uh, and what's portrayed to us, love has always been this, like, thing that, like, it's you and me, you know, against the world, um, you know, as long as we have each other, we can do anything we want, uh, we just run away together as long as there's you and me, uh, everything will be fine. Um, is it controversial to think that that may not be true? Like, <laughs> realistically, right? You fall in love, great. Um, what's the definition of love? So if you look it up, I at least based on what I see, a lot of it is related to some type of deep affection so uh, the first definition that pops up if you like uh, google it it's an intense feeling of deep affection the next definition that will pop up is a great interest and pleasure in something or another definition was for feel deep affection for someone another one would be like or enjoy very much okay these are all, of course, different because some is a verb, some is a noun, right? It's defined differently. But it's interesting that one of the definitions is a great interest and pleasure in something. And another one is a feeling of deep affection for someone. So it's like, it varies, right? So on uh, the main page, Wikipedia, our best friend here, says that love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotions and mental states from the most sublime virtue or good habit, the deepest interpersonal affection to the simplest pleasure. Wow, poetic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting to kind of break down this ideology of like, is as long as there's you and me, we can go against the world. Is that really enough? Because realistically, love is just one aspect. 
do you need to have all the same values and same uh, um, I don't know moral values and like life goals to fall in love no right like it's just it's a feeling right it's a very strong very powerful feeling albeit but it's not uh, the it's not the only thing you know um, there's more to it right a lot of people can fall in love without knowing each other much you know you just fall in love with how they do things if you describe um, someone you love maybe not everyone but a good sum of people they'll describe like yeah I love the way this person does this and the way they care for someone and the way they care about the world or the way they treat their parents or that it's always like that right I mean like I guess some people will go deeper than that but you I think you can fall in love with someone without knowing them fully because it's a very intense feeling very fast um, but does it mean it's true love? Oh my gosh, the cringe of true love. Yeah, it's cringy, but when you feel it, it's like the craziest thing in the world, right? It's like, oh, you like feel never happier, like you've never felt happier, and it's just like, yeah. And why is it uh, cringy? Even I think it's cringy. Must be a reason behind that. Is it because it's hard to find it? or it it drives your whole life you know everyone talks about like career and this and that and that uh love is also something if you fall in love with someone uh that specific aspect it changes so many things you fall in love with someone you kind of align your your life goals and stuff a little bit and then what if they want to go uh, overseas to study or do something or if they want to be like Doctors Without Borders or something like that, you know, then it, there's a chance you'll follow them maybe, right? Or maybe if you want to do that, then maybe they'll follow you, you know, that changes entirely. So if you never met this person, this would not even have crossed your mind, maybe, you know? So that's interesting. And of course, yeah, I know there's those people who are going to be like, yeah, you can, you need to be in a relationship or still be independent. And yeah, you can be independent all you want, but a relationship is two-way street. There's some level of independence. There's also some level of dependence. And they're both, they both needs to be on a healthy level. There's nothing wrong with being slightly dependent, but as long as it's a, in a healthy level, right? So what is a healthy level of like uh, dependence? It wants support. Right, knowing that they'll be there for you, because that's what a uh, relationship is. If you're if you're in a relationship with someone and they, and you can't trust that they will be there for you, then what is that? What is that? You you can even this is something you can even find in friends. You trust that your friends will be there for you when something goes bad. Get alone, someone you love, you know, and is that considered dependence? Maybe to some extent. Yeah, but it's nothing wrong with it. We tend to always negatively or positively stereotype things in such a strong extent, you know? Like, a lot of people say jealousy, right? In a relationship, it's very bad, very toxic. You need to be able to be independent. Uh, uh, like, not independent. You need to be able to trust that your partner won't do anything. But a very good, uh, the way you do it can be really healthy, I mean, not really healthy, my bad. Not, but, like, it can kind of reassure that 
hey, you know, like, I'm here, I still care for you, I noticed that this person winked at you, I'm not going to take it out of you, because I know that you're not going to do anything about it, but hey, you know, I I was like, oh, I'm, I like, you know, it kind of pushes you to be like, yeah, like, this is someone that I, like, care about, and I, I want to express that, you know, it can be a very cute thing, but of course, a very healthy level, the f- line is very fine here, but some things that are outright negative can be used in a positive way. Should sh- should you go out and be jealous? No. No. Trust your partner, you know. And if you don't trust your partner, that's a whole different thing. But a certain level of everything is always good, you know. Some people can even use it in a funny way. To be like, oh, I saw someone wink at you the other day. Were you you going to make up to me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a very extreme way of saying it. But, like, yeah, stuff like that, you know. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Every th- uh, a lot of things, not everything, of course. A lot of things can be healthy to a certain extent. Like I'm really emphasizing this certain extent because a lot of people may, or like some people may take my words and be like, "Oh yeah, Jesse's okay." No, it's not okay. But a good amount of it can kind of show and remind your partner, like, "Hey, you know." I'm also human, I still get jealous and nothing's wrong with that, even though I 100% know you would not do anything, uh, I don't know what she'll do, uh, or he'll do, or whatever, you know, and uh, it's okay to be like, hey, you know, I'm here, like, you know, uh, yeah, if you understand, you understand, if you don't, then what can I say, uh, but yeah, I, a lot of things are okay, in moderation you know i don't think we should categorize everything in such extreme measures some things are obviously like blatantly right and wrong right so you have like discrimination bullying gaslighting da, da, da. all these things are very blatant but some of the smaller characteristics you know it can be used to your advantage uh, on the other end would I go out of my way to like uh, be like, hey, that 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 person winked at me, you know, hey hey hey, are you jealous? <laughs> um, would I go out of my way to do that? Nah, probably not. Uh, I mean, I I maybe different people react differently to it, but it's like as a person receiving that, if uh, my partner comes up to me and be like, hey hey, the person winked at me, uh, it's like. It's more of like a reminder that, hey, other people are interested in me. So pay some attention, please. (laughs) It's kind of a reminder in that sense. Um, Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. If you're doing it playfully, I guess. But if not, I would be careful about it. (laughs) But yeah, I think different relationships handle things differently. Would I say that this thing is wrong for this relationship? Doesn't mean this thing is right for another one like just because one thing is right for this couple doesn't mean it'll be right for another you know it varies but yeah Uh, i think i also watched a movie recently and i heard the most amazing quote ever okay not maybe not the most amazing but i i heard it and i was like damn that freaking makes sense because uh we grew up we grow up like all our lives having this idea of what love is or what what a relationship should be uh, is it just like running across the field with flower petals in the air or you know is it like a like a deep committed relationship because there's two different ideologies right and i think when we grow up we don't really think so much of the aspect of like the technical side we just think of love uh, which that's it that's the only feeling that need that is needed right 
um, and when you grow up, the more you realize you kind of you can't you're you're the peop the person you're looking for kind of the it narrows down and narrows down because you realize that you kind of need a lot more than just the basic things to survive in a relationship or like maintain one uh and when you're young i think that's why a lot of people make mistakes like dating people because they don't really have an idea of who they want to date so they just kind of go out and gun for it and then end up making a bunch of mistakes which is fine because because from there you kind of learn what you want and what you need in a relationship and so on but yeah the quote i i heard from a movie i forgot the name of the movie but it was uh it was around the lines of uh love is just a word until someone or something brings meaning to it that's cool that's cool that's cool i like that like it makes sense because like i said when we grow up we have this idea but we don't really know how it feels like yeah we love our parents we love our that but it's different different types of love right so and also we say we love our parents but only when we're older like we love our siblings we love our parents we love our family only when we're older we really understand what that means when we're young it's more like yeah this is just a person in my life right and this is something i it's like something you grow up uh, doing like if it's a habit to come home and put your key in a bowl and you do it every day growing up that's just something that you kind of do right so i know it's really random a key in a bowl but it's like a habit right so you grow up having these figures in your life and these people around you naturally the first thing you think of is is yeah you have to love them but that's not the reality for everyone a lot of people don't love their family. Maybe they grew up being mistreated just because they have the title family and like the the whole blood is thicker and water thing. Does that mean they're entitled to your love? No, it has to be earned, right? I'm very grateful to be in a situation where uh, very, my family's been very caring and very loving. That's like a given. So I 100% love them. But it's not the case for everyone. And... Um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of parents maybe, they grow up thinking that they're already entitled to the love of their child. Yeah, you give them like food, water, and all the basic necessities. But if you don't give them love and care and anything that actually is able to capture that love, then what are you doing? You know, you're, you're, you're not entitled to that love at all. And it may be controversial and maybe a lot of parents would be like, ouch i paid for their education and yeah but if you treat them like crap you know no amount of money can buy love yeah you know so like i said i'm very grateful to be in a position where that's not the case but some people out there in this world 100 percent, i would say uh, are in this situation and it's okay like it's okay to acknowledge that you know uh that's why a lot of people maybe have uh, that's why you know uh, growing up if you notice a lot of people who have issues or like end up having some sort of like mental related issue or like have depression or something or have or like try to find something in their partner it always relates back to something in the parents right so like oh my dad never gave me enough attention or my mom never did this enough and stuff like that that's something you end up manifesting in the future and then kind of end up looking for or something like that right so it kind of always reflects back or even if they end up having depression or anxiety of some kind or like any other uh issue it doesn't even have to be an extreme mental issue just enough to kind of influence uh their life it always reflects back to the parents so we always sometimes sometimes uh have this like uh toxic idea of it 
and I think it's good to sometimes reflect. Uh, there's a lot of like mindfulness exercise out there. Uh, this week in my class, even we did uh, we did a positive psychology. Um, yeah, the class that I uh, I teach, they were doing like a connectedness uh, presentation. I thought it was really cool uh, for them to kind of like understand, you know, like uh, why you feel connected to someone. Just because you're li- they're in your life doesn't mean you feel connected to them. They could just be there because of what social obligation. You know, I think it's cool to sometimes think about why you're hanging out with the people you're hanging out with and why you love the people that you do and to actually write it down. So there are like different categories. There was like family, um, uh, I think social circle and then student uh, life and then a stranger and each one write why you're connected to them. And if your only reason for like loving family is like, yeah, they're my parents. (laughs) Then maybe it's, it's 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 not really yeah maybe just think about that a little bit. Um, if your reason is like yeah they've loved and supported me and really helped me through a lot of hardships in life and that's like yeah yeah that's like a really great thing right yeah you clearly love them because of that. Do you need a reason to love? If you don't have a reason to love, what is the drive exactly behind that kind of feeling? You know, and love also screws people up a lot. And like, like that's that classic like uh, uh, movie type thing, right? Where you're like, oh, or like even in songs, it happens so much. Where it's like, yeah, I found love with someone who can't love me back, um, and yeah, it sucks. But I guess in a sense that if you want to think of it on a meta level. I don't know how much science backs up the idea of, yeah, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. <laughs> you know, like sometimes we're so engulfed in all this science and all this like, yeah, love is just brain chemistry. You know, it's nothing more than just all the other feelings, but it's just super intense. Kind of like cringe can be intense, right? It makes your whole body kind of go, ah. Uh, disgust can also be a very strong emotion like love is also another strong emotion does it stand out amongst the rest um yeah well it does have a massive massive influence in our lives right a lot of people get screwed over uh like screwed up in life when they don't have the sufficient amount of love parenting development if the child doesn't have a sufficient amount of love or does not feel a sufficient amount of love that could very easily mess them up and this is scientifically proven like, it's very important to show compassion, love, and care and support for a child, you know? So, yeah. It's uh, interesting to think about, like, how maybe love is more than just what we think is, like, this big romantic scene, right? So when, when you say love is not enough, what does it mean? So, like, in, what does uh, adult relationship encompass? Do you live together? Okay, if you do, do you have shared uh, financial situation? Do you have a shared bank account? Oh, maybe you're going to get married. Or like, if you have a house, do you have a mortgage? You have to share that. Uh, you have to share paying back the loans. What if one, per, uh, what if you ended up some or paying, um, sorry, what if you ended up dating someone who ended up having a massive credit card debt? You know, uh, a lot of this is financial, right? Then you have your taxes, then you have like all of that. And also, that's, uh, that's like the technical stuff, so that's financial. So if one person is really horrible at doing it, or like really don't like doing it, and you communicate horribly with it, yeah, sure, 
hire a tax consultant, hire an accounting manager. Okay, simple fix, right? So what about values, core values? I think that a relationship is very highly likely to not succeed if you do not have shared core values. If one of you is like an ext- have an extreme view on one thing, and then the other one of you have an extreme view on another thing, how are you going to raise your kids? For example, if one is really religious and one is not. I think the religious uh, half of the partnership would want to raise their child to be religious. And the other half of the partnership would be like, hey, I think that... Uh, giving like your child fa- false hope and making them b- believe in a make believe, uh, making them like pray to a make believe figure is not really cool. So like, like you have these two views, right? How are you gonna raise your kids? How? <laughs> like, um, are you gonna have two kids, one religious, one not, or like find a compromise? So what is a compromise? Okay, sure. At least in my idea, this is what I grew up with. Um, it's more like give God a chance. I went to Sunday school. I went all the way, I got my communion done, I got my uh, confirmation done. And then more like after that, after you completed your so-called journey in the school-related things, um, from there you can kind of proceed to be like, okay, so now that I've completed what I need to complete, my obligations are done. Now it's up to me to decide that if that obligation truly was an obligation or was it because I was actually passionate for the Lord, so to say. Um, then from there, I can kind of proceed and be like, yeah, okay, maybe I do want to be religious. Or, hey, uh, maybe I I finish what I had to finish, but I really don't believe in it, and that's that. That would be a fair compromise, right? You give them a, a chance to, or, like, like kind of explore it and see what uh, religion is, and then from there, make decisions by themselves to see if, yeah, it's a good thing, it's not. So that's a fair compromise, right? So that's one of the ideas so yeah sure if you have you have issues with money you can hire a tax consultant if you have issues with ideology sure you can have a compromise but does this work for every single aspect because if you have to find a compromise for every single thing it's going to start getting a bit heavy when you start deciding the technicalities right like i think if you're uh, i don't know why religions or anything come to my mind but like if you have to go to like church every sunday something like that, and you have an atheist partner who's like, why should I go to church? Like, why should I, you know? Like, if you have very extreme views, like, it's going to be hard to come up with a cohesive front as a, a partnership, you know, if, especially for your kids. It can uh, portray to many things. It can be even political views. Uh, political views, a lot of it reflect onto our core values, right? So uh, whether we believe like uh, gays should be, a uh, gay marriage should be uh, legal, that's also kind of uh, reflective onto our value. If like if we accept uh, that group of uh, uh, people, right? So if you have one half of your partner is extremely homophobic, but you're not. You know, it's hard because you can fall in love with who they are, how they do things, how they act. But then, if they have such a belief system, um, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a, a little bit hard. So that's why I think it's good to kind of reflect a little bit. If you have a partner, kind of think a little bit. Or if you have someone you love, right? Because love is more about than just really like romantic relationships or sexual relationships, right? I will, it's good to kind of reflect a little bit. And be uh, remind yourself like, hey, why do I love this person exactly? Is it because I'm just living their house, or or like, or they're just living in my house, and I feel bad for letting this person on the street, or like, 
or it could be like oh we've been friends since a young age and there's no possible way i can let this person go it's going to be really hard like like it has to be it run deeper in that right you actually love them and i think sometimes it's good to check yourself on it and if you realize that yeah actually i really love this person they've supported me for such a long time then it's like good to show some gratitude you know like maybe this is like a good if you're listening to this like make it a good like little uh wake up call a little bit and be like hey Maybe I want to go and get some flowers uh, for my partner right now because I think they deserve it. They've been working really hard recently or something like that or like not flowers, maybe chocolate, whatever your partner likes, right? So yeah, or even family members. Maybe reflect a little bit on like why you love your mom, dad or siblings or anyone or even your close friends, right? You love your friends. Like a lot of people love their friends. You should love your friends because you're supposed to be there for each other. Um, So yeah, it's a good thing to think about. And if you're listening to this, maybe use it as a small wake-up call to be like, hey, you know, I'm grateful you're in my life, da-da-da, and, like, kind of tell them that. I think it's really cool sometimes to express that, and the other person gets so caught off guard, and they kind of feel like, wow, you know, like, I I am grateful to be in your life. And it becomes a very sweet moment. So, yeah. Oh, what a crazy thing. I have a lot more that I want to talk about it. Like, uh, the ideology of, like, you and me against the world, I love that so much. But is that really, like... You know, like there's a lot to th- to talk about because, you know, love is a feeling, but like the science of like carrying it out or like the process of carrying out into the world with your relationships is like a very complex thing. Like, it can be a very complex thing or it can be very simple, just like many things. <laughs> but yeah, there's something to think about for today. And uh, go out, be kind, be grateful, you know, be happy if you can. <laughs> uh, peace out.